entirely subjective. Okay. Okay, what news do you want to Well, tell I've me? got big news, so let's just do the whole thing. Welcome to this podcast. It's called Entirely, entirely Subjective. subjective. Uh, today's topic is going to be small businesses. And the only reason it's going to be small businesses is because I have big news that the listeners are going to be so psyched about. Oh, great. Brooklyn Bagel is open again. Wow. Yeah. Do you want to tell about your, the whole saga with Brooklyn Bagel? Yeah. So there's a bagel shop right around the corner from my apartment called Brooklyn Bagel, and it's delightful, and I love it you there. You love it there. And it's like one of the first places that you liked around your apartment, It right? is. I just moved to, to Bushwick about a year ago, and it was like the first place <laughs> just I discovered. Moved there. I just moved <laughs> you here. here. And this, uh, this bagel shop is delightful, and they suddenly abruptly closed probably about four months ago with no warning. And it was very, like, it looked like it's just, like, empty and, like, no one's working there, but it was, like, very right. much, like, wasn't open for, like, several weeks. That's what has been so confusing is all of their equipment is still in there, all of their um, bagel-making stuff. Wait, let me make sure that it's recording. Okay. Okay, now, again... We can start again, but, like, from where you left off about your bagel should I just, stuff. Should I start from scratch? No, we just had, like, an issue with the mic for, like, one second, but now we can keep going. Okay. So, anyways, as you heard on the first 45 seconds of the podcast, today's subject Graham's is... absolutely freaking Small out. businesses, and it's because I just walked by Brooklyn Bagel, and they're open again, which I'm sure all of our listeners are... They know what that is. ...freaking out about, and you know exactly what it is. So this small bagel shop right around the corner from my apartment, it's so wonderful, and their bagels are delicious, and they're small, which I like for some reason. I usually I've never like been, so I don't know. Big portions, yeah. and we'll get you there soon. How but they, small are they? They are, have you ever been to Tompkins Square Bagels? Uh, yes. It's the same size they're as like their bagels? Yeah, they're, they're like 30% smaller sure, than your average yeah. New York bagel. Which tend to run pretty large, so yeah. it's it's kind of nice to have a more bite-sized snack. Anyways, I can't eat a full like bagel, yeah. like at all. I'm kind of with you, which is against my brand. Yeah, but, it's really crazy. Uh, I think it's the cream cheese that does me in. But anyways, Brooklyn Bagel, they shuttered their doors abruptly in maybe like March, so mm-hmm. like three months ago now, without a word, and I was so worried about them, but it was really kind of bizarre because... They didn't move any of their equipment. It wasn't like... They just put all the like chairs up on the table. Yeah, as if they were closed for the night and then just didn't open again for three months. So obviously they were paying the rent. And I honestly don't know what happened. I just asked the employee there what happened. And he told me things got kind of crazy there for a while. But we're back now. That's all he said? Yeah, and I think it might be... I think he might be the person who owns the business. Because he's the only person I've ever seen in there. He's always working the cash register yeah. and toasting the bagels and everything. So anyways, it's back. I was just walking over to Kelsey's house. Yeah, where we're we at are now. Right yeah, now. we're at Kelsey's apartment, um, which is a, a pretty delightful walk, honestly, mm-hmm. only about 15 minutes. And I walked by Brooklyn Bagel and they were open. <laughs> so I stopped and I got a bagel and it was wonderful. I got an onion with plain cream cheese toasted. Wow. And I talked to the gentleman who's always there. And they're back. I don't know. He didn't have much to say about them being gone, but they're back now. That makes me feel like they might have been a front for something. That also kind of has me concerned, <laughs> but as long as they're serving their bagels, yeah, I'm that's excited. Fine. That's like when I used to go to that off-brand Subway that was definitely a front for something. Green Sub? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just went there anyway. Yeah. And they were always shocked that I came in to yeah. eat. And they well, were like, their prices were good, They are right? like, oh, you want like a sub? And I was like, yeah, yeah. from Green Sub. And they're like... Okay, like, and the people there never really knew what they were doing to, like, make the sandwich, yeah. but it was just Subway, so. Well, Brooklyn Bagel might be a front as well, but this guy knows what he's doing with the bagels, so <laughs> give <laughs> him credit like? there. just like that they're small? They're small, and they're just really good mm-hmm. and fresh, and I'm only, I'm always the only one in there, so the service is immediate, and I yeah. love that. Um, 
You're just like a pastry enthusiast. I am a pastry enthusiast. But anyways, Brooklyn Bagel is back. The thing about bagels in Brooklyn is that there's like 40 Brooklyn Bagels. It's kind of like Ray's Pizza. There's just so many businesses with the same name. Um, So one morning, Hallie, knowing that I loved Brooklyn Bagels, went to go get Brooklyn Bagels. But she walked to a different Brooklyn Bagels. Which was like 35 minutes away and I think officially known as BK Bagels. Really? So through all of this... She walked somewhere 30 minutes away? I might be exaggerating the, the plate, walk, Brooklyn but... Bagel is like literally across the street from your apartment. Right. It's yeah. right around the corner. Yeah. But there's also BK Bagels. Um, there's other Brooklyn Bagels that just have the same name but a different logo. Anyways, I am obviously all a flutter and I just wanted to tell that story because yeah. it just happened to me and so today's subject is small businesses. Yeah, Graham texted me right before he got here and said, I have to tell you big news on the podcast yeah. and it's that Brooklyn Bagel is back in business. Kelsey was really nervous. She thought I was going to tell really her that I was pregnant. I get someone's like... Well, we also just got news that someone is pregnant. Yeah. Our number one listener. Our number one listener. Yeah. We won't. Okay. I was going to say we won't name you, but we just did. Uh, My dear sister. Shout out Geneva. Shout out Geneva. Just broke some big news to me (laughs) yesterday as well. After we saw Detective Pikachu. Oh my gosh. That's off subject, but we might have to talk about it. A cherished moment after we saw Detective Pikachu. Listeners, have you seen Detective Pikachu? (laughs) It's sound off in the comments. Please rate, review, and subscribe and tell us if you're okay if you saw Detective Pikachu. (laughs) You want to hear the best thing? I posted that picture. I posted a picture of Graham after we saw it on my Insta story. Uh, and our former coworker Adrian replied and said, "This is TMI, but I got massive diarrhea 20 minutes into Detective Pikachu." Oh my god! He actually said Detective Pikachu gave me diarrhea. I was gonna say, if he didn't know, that's a blessing in disguise because this movie is bonkers. Yeah, it was like one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was bizarre. It was incredibly expensive. Yeah, the writers were on crack cocaine for sure. <laughs> it was like, I mean, it must be similar to the video game because that's based on. Oh, is like, it? There's like a Detective Pikachu video game. Oh, I didn't know that. But I don't know what the plot. I won't be playing that. The video game is. I saw it when I was at Best Buy the other day. Okay, maybe looking, we should play it. Looking for games on my uh, Nintendo DS. Oh, yeah. So. Nintendo, <laughs> another small business. <laughs> yeah, very small <laughs> business, Nintendo. Well, look, this is a pretty narrow subject. I've kind of pigeonholed you here because I just wanted yeah. to tell this story. But do you have any thoughts on small, on small businesses? businesses? Any that are near and dear to your heart? Um, No, just like that I've worked for small businesses. Like, we kind of work for... a business that used to be small and it's not anymore yeah that's where my experience is and i worked for like startups in new york does that count as a small business it might i don't think it's a firm definition i always consider a small business like a single retail storefront Mm, or like maybe not a retail storefront but like 10 or less employees yeah that's like the floral the florist shop that i worked at when i was in high school Oh, you briefly just, told me about just this. Sat in the, I just sat in the front, and if the florist wasn't there, I'd be like, she's not here today. And you couldn't sell flowers? <laughs> no, I just sat in the front. Oh, so if she the wasn't there, she there was, was no revenue. Uh, sometimes I would take the thorns and the leaves off of roses. Okay. That would be my other job. Have you retained any of those skills? Uh, to take the thorns and leaves off of mm-hmm. roses? Yeah, you just took, you just like put like a gardening glove on and just like... Oh, you do it by hand. Mm-hmm. I always pictured people cutting the you can, thorns like, off. If you do it, like, because the leaves grow up, so if you do it down the stem, yeah. it just, like, rips all the stuff off. Mm, so, okay. Um, for the really hard thorns, so you might have to get, like, a pliers or the scissors okay. or whatever. Well, but you learn something new every day. That's it for getting the, well, the thorns off of roses. And that was the bulk of your duties there. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was mostly it, and I only did it for, like, mm. a couple of weeks in the summer. Okay. We had a couple small businesses in the town that I grew up in that I frequented a lot. Like what? 
There's a place called Bluebird Bakery in Glendale, Ohio. Mm. Uh, I think Bluebird Bakery is still around. It's really, as bakeries go, it's about as cute as a button. It's about as nice as can be. I was about to say it sounds like the Brown Bear Bakery that we went to. Oh, yeah. There's Ohio. another totally unrelated totally bakery business. called. But that's a, that's a <laughs> small business as well. I love it there. I feel like bakeries, florists, and maybe mm-hmm. like coffee shops are, are... Some of the only small businesses. Yeah. There's a, a small business in my town that my mom is absolutely obsessed with. This girl I went to high school, her mom runs it. And it's like an independent gift shop that like does really well somehow. Like it just sells like trinkets and like... Yeah. It's just like a retail store, but it doesn't... It doesn't only sell clothes. It just sells a bunch of stuff. It's like literally if you want like a nice gift, you go to that store. What do you town. think their secret sauces that they're doing so well uh i think that the woman who runs it has like very good taste and is like known in my town for having very good taste okay. so it's like her selling her like aesthetic oh. I guess, probably to like my small town everything's like monogram there and okay like, you could do shit like that this reminds so. me so directly of rose apothecary from yeah Schitt's it's creek. very much like that okay. store it's very much like rose apothecary if any of our listeners listen to Shit's creek <laughs> or watch Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. I mean, you could also just listen to it and <laughs> you, you get the gist. You listen to it. Wow. Well, I didn't have a ton of content for small businesses. Yeah, this has all been a front. Yeah, do you want to talk about another... Do you want another subject or... No, no. Let's stick with it. Okay. Um, my, my mom ran a small business. Did she? Uh, it was a summer camp for kids at the racket club around the corner from our home. It was a tennis? It was called Club Kids, I think. What? No, it was just sports camp. <laughs> okay. That's it. It was just like... <laughs> she ran it? She ran it with a partner, so she wasn't very hands-on in terms of the actual activities, but she helped kids get registered, and it was like a daycare, basically, so that... That's so funny. We could go to the pool and stuff, oh, and yeah, parents you, could go to their jobs, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the same place where I would later be a lifeguard. Yeah, I spent yeah, a lot yeah. of my childhood at this racket club, which I guess is a small business as well, in is its own it? way. We had a similar... Um... I guess it's like a YMCA, but like independent, like, which is like what this sounds like. Yeah. It was called... Um... The complex, I think, or something like that. That's a cool name. Yeah, and they had like a pool. That's a very cool name. That's like where you would go and like sign up to like take like t-ball classes or whatever. That's where I did. I did. I took dance lessons there for a while. Like my dance. Oh, for a long while, right? My dance studio like operated out of that. Out of the complex. Mm -hmm. It also sounds like it could be a name for like a small cult business. (laughs) Cults are in a way small business. (laughs) A cult is a small business. You're you're learning about a pyramid scheme is what you're a small business. I am, yeah. (laughs) If I can plug a totally unrelated podcast, I'm listening to a great one about multi-level marketing, but we'll leave it there so that we don't encroach on their territory and get Mm. sued. I was just watching uh, Losa Spookies, a uh, shout out Losa Spookies, the new HBO show. Oh, HBO's and... kind of like a small business. Is it? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're independent yeah. and they make content. I think they're owned by AT&T. But... Are they? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. But yeah. Losa Spookies is a great show, and on that show they just made a joke about someone joining uh, Herbalife. Oh. And there's an Herbalife Center very near right where we're sitting. Right here in Bushwick. Yeah. I walked by it all the time, and I didn't realize it was a multi-level marketing Yeah, Herbalife company. is a big mm. MLM. Mm. Well, um, just to plug our own podcast, if you listened to the uh, previous mm-hmm. episode, we did an on-location uh, recording. Yeah, I'm really excited. We haven't put it out by the time we're recording this, but I'm excited to hear how people like yeah. it. Yeah, and now I'm thinking maybe we make a whole a whole thing of on-location podcasts, and we'll do an on-location podcast from a small business. <laughs> in, in which small business? Just in the neighborhood? There's like a deli around the corner from here on Troutman that maybe we could do a recording which deli? at. I don't know what it's called. I've told oh. you about it before, and I can never remember the name. <laughs> Delis are good small businesses. Yeah, I love deli. Or bodegas. That's a small business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That is one. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to name small okay, businesses. Okay, so for the rest of this podcast, we're just going to list small <laughs> well, businesses. Well, I just watched uh, Chef this morning, and that oh. was arguably about a small business. Yeah, and that's you love, true. you love that movie. I begged Kelsey to watch the movie <laughs> Chef. She's so, so tangentially related to small businesses. He, like, uh, starts a food truck. That's, that's a true. That's true. Food trucks mm-hmm. are a perfect example mm-hmm. of a small business. That seems like a difficult small business to run. It seems extremely stressful to run a food truck. Yeah. Like, even in that movie... Okay, first of all, there's, like, child labor in that movie. That's true. Which is not good. But it's part of the father-son story, but no one which gets, is a big small but business storyline. But, like, how does he line. not get in trouble for making his son work? He's yeah, like, just for the summer. But he's, like, truly making his son work. Yeah. At, like, his son is 10 years old. I feel like maybe there's exceptions to child labor laws if it's I don't know. a parent. I don't know. Probably not. Well, I guess the only thing I know about child labor laws is that in South Carolina, you can be very, very young and have a job. How young? Um, just, like... It's like you have to be able to get your permit and you can get your permit when you're 15 okay. in South Carolina. So my friend in middle school got her first job at Chick-fil-A and Chick-fil-A will hire you if you're 14 or 15. Okay. You can just like only work like 20 hours or maybe like less than that, like less than part-time. Like okay. much, much less. Part, part-time. But like you're allowed to work at Chick-fil-A if you like. I think 14, at least in Ohio, that's like the legal cutoff because I started lifeguarding when I was 14 and mm. the only reason I waited that long is because I legally had to be. It must be like you can only work like a very small amount of hours. Yeah. And then most businesses like don't even want to bother with doing that. Yeah. So, but like a lifeguard and like working at Chick-fil-A, they're yeah. probably like whatever. Lifeguard is a job that you'd think you have to be a little bit more physically strapping yeah. to do, honestly. It's, you have to be able to like pull people out of the water if yeah. they're drowning. Yeah. It's like the number one reason you're there well i worked as a lifeguard for eight years and i never once had to save anybody so i do think it's probably pretty rare did you ever see anyone almost drown no my sister also was a lifeguard for i think about the same amount of time four years ahead of me and in her career she did have to save one person so it does happen she saved one person's life wow geneva's getting a lot of play in this episode yeah (laughs) shout out geneva it's her birthday today too that's incredible yeah happy birthday Geneva. Geneva. this won't come out on your birthday yeah no it won't and all of our other listeners are like get to the fucking point about small businesses well i mean there's no point about small businesses we're just talking about them. that's true i feel like small businesses it would be difficult to run uh, like i'm thinking back to a food truck and it's not just in well, the moment when you're like, in a small kitchen but it's yeah. like sourcing your food and mm-hmm. it's like you have to do it the receipts like, what do you do with the receipts how do you pay your taxes that sounds so stressful you have to take care of it yourself you have to physically keep all of your receipts for a calendar year mm-hmm. oh my god you have to well you at that point you probably have an accountant and you just like put it all in a box yeah. and then give it to the accountant i feel like TurboTax probably rejects you if you sign up and you say i'm a small business and i'm gonna need to enter every receipt for the whole year yeah, I mean, you could probably do it on TurboTax, but you probably have to pay them like you would an accountant. <laughs> I feel like even TurboTax is probably like, no, I thank you. TurboTax. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. don't want to deal with this. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm sorry to say that's all the content I had for small businesses. That's this was it? really a front for me to tell my story about Brooklyn Bagel. If you had to start a small business, what would you do? I would... Uh, like, right, and if you had to do it tomorrow. I would be an art dealer. Oh, really? Yes. That would be a small business? Yes, because you can start one piece of artwork at a time, and your whole job is, and I'm sorry if I'm insulting any art dealer listeners out there, but I think it's to inflate the value of the artwork that you... Is that the point? I mean, the whole idea is to maximize... Well, to sell it. Yeah. So you sell it for more than you Yeah, and as as a theoretical small business owner, I wouldn't have a lot of capital to start this business, so it's not like I could buy Mm -hmm. a piece of art that's already valued highly and then resell it for a slightly higher value. I'd have to start with 
you know, mm-hmm. paintings considered worthless and give them value. Well, I guess I worked at an art dealer. Oh, here we go. Kind of. Yeah. When I was in college, I took, I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I took a class in gallery curation. And I don't know if I've heard this. Really? Yeah. It was like the best class I've ever taken. It was incredible. But for the class, we had to, we all rotated different shifts at like three galleries in Charleston. Uh-huh. So one of the shifts was like the gallery at the college, which is called the Halsey. And then the second the second one was like at a gallery that also was space for artists to like rent to like for their studios. Yeah. Um, which was like a cool nonprofit place. And then the third one was a for profit gallery mm. that this guy Now we're talking. This guy was like also a painter, so he had his stuff in the gallery, but then he also represented a bunch of other artists that hung their stuff in the gallery. And I think that's an art dealer. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like but an art you're not like the the artist is like making the art and then you're just selling it for the first time. You're not like selling art that's already been sold. Like right. It's original art that you're selling. So I guess you set the price and yeah. you probably make a really huge amount of money. That's what I'd have to do. Yeah. This guy was a very cool painter. Uh, but that was like a small business job that I had for one month. You had I, multiple small business jobs, it sounds like. I had to do a lot of stuff like that in college where you just like, it was like a work study or whatever. Yeah. But it was like for a very short amount of time. Yeah. It was like nothing. Well, like, what small business would you start? Um, I feel like I would be, I think I could rent like a good coffee shop. Yeah. I feel like it would be fun to do that. Being a barista sounds fun. Yeah. I feel like it would be easy, maybe. Maybe. I, you're you kind of thinking about starting your own small business in oh, real life. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking about uh, becoming a doula. Is working for yourself a small business? I think so. Okay. It's a business. So I've been thinking about becoming a doula. So in a month, I'm going to train. I'm going to go to a three-day training <laughs> to be a doula. Yeah. And then... I'll and then you'll be I'll a doula. Be a doula. <laughs> yeah, and that'll be a small business. I did. I did get an email this morning about being someone's doula. I can't do it because uh, I'll be on vacation. But I did have a minor freak out when someone asked me <laughs> to be their doula. So you can already register to be someone's doula before you even completed the training. You, tr- you don't have to ha- be trained at all to be a doula. Oh, it's not regulated mm-hmm. that way. Um, just because it's like a labor partner and not like you're not supposed to have any medical. You don't have to have any medical experience. Okay. Um. Like, a midwife is, like, the conduit between a doctor and a doula. It's, like, almost the same thing. Oh, so a midwife is a separate role in a the process. A midwife is, like, literally, like, the person, like, helping you. have medical training. Birth. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's, like, a different thing. A doula is just, like, a third person there. Like, okay. Or, like, the person who's, like, helping the mother. Yeah. Like, just, like, get through it. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what, you and I, in a way, have started a small business. It's just that we have no revenue. <laughs> that's true. Well, yeah. I guess, like... Most small businesses don't have revenue at first. Yeah. Probably. And we certainly don't. Yeah, but Spur um, Creek Productions, the parent company of this podcast and comedy sketches yeah, uh, that you can find the anywhere. parent company. Right, the parent Should company. Should we start a Patreon? That's a way for people to give us money. To do what, though? Like, um, we have to deliver something. Yeah, you'd have to give people on the Patreon something. <laughs> well, I mean, we're making sketches every week, not to plug ourselves too mm. much, but we release a new comedy sketch each and yeah, every Monday, so and you, you should like tune this. in. And so maybe we could get Patreon to see if they want to get involved in our sketches. Get I us mean, a boom mic. Honestly, Patreon doesn't have to be involved. We just sign up. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna do that as soon as we sign up this podcast. <laughs> so if you would give us five dollars to be a Patreon member, yeah, uh, let us know what you would want <laughs> for your five dollars. Yeah, and we'll try to make it happen. <laughs> we'll try, I guess. Yeah, or you can just Venmo us five dollars yeah. if you like one of our sketches. Uh, one way or another, we are the co-founders of an international uh, inter- entertainment conglomerate, yeah, uh, Spur the, Creek Productions. It's on the internet, and that in itself makes it international. Yeah. So yeah, that counts. Yeah. I think. I think so. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. That's all I have for, for small, small business. businesses. Yeah. You let's let the listeners off the hook. Okay.
Yeah, we're at 20 minutes. Oh, great. Well, wow. Let's call it a day. Okay. Farewell, listeners. Yeah, farewell. Uh, until next time. <laughs>